You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Arizona Coyotes officially have their first ever win at Mullet Arena. Hopefully the first of many, but not this year. Thank you so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. We are unintentionally matching this evening. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw that out at the beginning to get the awkwardness over with for that one, Petey. I know. Uh, but but Petey, uh, hey, a, hey, a victory hey. against the Florida Panthers <laughs> on a Tuesday night. This? They, this is their third win of the season now. They just jumped over San Jose, Columbus, Vancouver, St. Louis, tied with Nashville, <laughs> and two points behind defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado <laughs> Avalanche. What? What the What's going on? Are we going to start talking playoffs pretty soon? A couple more wins? We're going to start looking at playoff brackets? Good grief. I, I don't know. They look good tonight. Well, you got to give a lot. Of, tip your hat to, to Forget about Carrello the first Melka. 10 minutes of the second period. But Yeah, yeah but um, unbelievable. Like, I know. Just wow. When, Win at Mullet. Didn't see this coming against Florida? No, when I when I looked at the four game homestand, I thought we and we talked about this. Do they get a win on this on this four game homestand? And I said we all said probably yes, but this was not the game that I would have picked out for it. But I'm not complaining. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Beat the great teams all you want. Just lose against the the Anaheim's and the San Jose's and the Chicago's. But uh, we'll take a big W against the uh, the Florida Panthers. And you know, no matter how they get it done. Although the power play stays hot, and that was proof, proven, proven. Good goodness! Uh, again tonight, <laughs> it is late. This is the latest. Well, just kidding. It, it is. is like we're used to these four o'clock starts, not these seven o'clock starts. But needless to say, let's look at tonight by the numbers because it paints a full picture of what exactly went down tonight. Uh, and that is that the Coyotes were fifty percent on the power play tonight. They came into this game third in the NHL with the third best power play in the National Hockey League of 32 teams, of 32, third best. And they were 50% again tonight, 30% on the season. I don't know how tonight factors into those numbers, um, but just absolutely unbelievable. And once again, being outshot two to one by the Florida Panthers, who had 42 to the Coyotes, 21 shots on net. Florida was unsuccessful on their power play, but this one stat line we wanted to include tonight, shot attempts is that bottom line there. Florida, 82, 
Arizona, 43. So this is definitely tilted toward uh, Florida, but the Coyotes found a way. I, I, I want to start with the power play because we talked about third best coming in and, and clearly getting two out of four. They're going to move up. I don't know if they'll move up over, over Edmonton or not. I'm not. My math isn't that good, but they're ahead of the Boston Bruins that have Pasternak, Marchand, Bergeron, and they're ahead of the New York Rangers power play that we just saw the other day that we were like, oh, oh that my freaked gosh. us out, yeah. <laughs> the Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes with 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 J.J. Mosier as the quarterback on the top are in the top three. In part, not the Toronto Maple Leafs with Marner and Matthews. Richie, Mosier, Goss, Despair, and Boyd. That's your that's your number three power play in the National Hockey League right now. It's unreal. Two out of four on the power play, and you look you look at that first one by Kraus. And when things are going well, they're going well. I mean, Michelli's trying to either get it down to Gunther down low on the back door. He's trying to shoot on that. I can't tell which, but he's sure as hell not trying to pass it to his left to Kraus. And it just it bounces off a stick. I don't know if it's stick if it goes off the toe, but it ends up on Kraus's tape. Unbelievable, and that it almost looked like a no look pass, but I don't think that's what he was trying to do <laughs> exactly. But, but it looked like it, which and was that's when things funny. are going well, yeah. Like the, you're getting the little bit of luck too, and that's what you, you need to play well, you need to defend well, and you need a little bit of luck. And right now, this coyote power play honestly, I don't know if you can say enough. They get they get two two goals on the power play, and Clayton Keller with his empty hander jumps over and takes the team lead in points tonight with nine. Um, there were some positives again, and, and we've said it all along. Let's find some positives in the game. And and clearly, let's start with Vamelka. That's two games that he's put together now. We talked about his consistency. That's two games now at the mall that he's played exceptionally well. And that's three good games uh, by the goaltenders at the mall overall, if you throw in the game by Ingram. So that's positive number one. The power play is positive number two. I, I don't know. Gunther rings one off the post again. I, I, gets another assist tonight and we'll talk more about Dylan yeah. Gunther when Craig gets here. Um, but you're right, PD, this, this homestand at mullet has been a different level of play from the coyotes. You know, the first six games on the road, except for the Leafs and Columbus game, you could have woken up in the morning and written down six, two on a napkin. And that yeah. would have been the score. And now it's, you know, completely changed around. They lost by one goal the first two games at mullet. And then you saw this performance tonight. It was a close game till the very end. The empty net goal put that cushion in, but. Uh Oh, is that me? Did I lose Leah? Uh Oh, DP, are you, you still there? Why don't you jump in? We lost Leah. Yeah. Uh, we'll just, we'll go on a we tangent then. And, and Leah brought up a good <laughs> point because it was 6 2, 6 2, 6 2 for the first, uh, you know, four of the first five on the road. And now you're looking at 3 2, 3 2 losses, one of those in overtime. And they held Florida, like even with all the shots that Florida had to hold them off the score sheet is absolutely fantastic. And, and, and a little bit of a testament to their defending. And I know I'm really harsh on their defending and I pick on them and I'm hard on the way they defend in front of the net. But they were much better uh, uh, today. And we talked about turnovers. That didn't happen. I, I think that, oh, is it me or the stream? It's you. <laughs> and we're still working. That's okay, Leah. Take the rest of the night off. But that's that's <laughs> that's the difference tonight. Um, Corelva, Malka, and the power play. And, and those two things make all the difference um, for the Coyotes tonight. Sean, what do we do now? I don't really know. Yeah, do we start yeah, reading I, ads? I, I, Can we start reading ads? No, we don't, we're going to start reading I guess. ads. I don't today. even have... Let's go to the keys. Up or anything. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that makes sense. Seeing as how you're the only one here, we might as well get your keys out of the way. Petey's keys. 
Yeah, new, new, we talk about turnovers for this team all the time. And even if you look at the first goal against, the Coyotes had that puck on their stick twice. Gunther has it, and he brings it back into the zone, and Nemeth brings it back um, and turns that puck over. Turnovers have, have been a struggle for this team since the first game of the year. Fortunately for tonight, they didn't do it between the blue lines. And that's where Florida just thrives on their, their speed transition game. And I tell you what, the Coyotes were pretty solid there. And we Florida, the second one, Veggie. Florida's second on shots. And we saw that he was going to have a busy night. Veggie was lights out. No diving bad pinches. If you saw my tweet earlier today, we talked about when the defenseman can pinch off of the blue line in the offensive zone and when they need to stay put. Um, honestly, they didn't get in trouble today and they didn't have a problem with the odd man rushes that Florida is so traditionally known for and their speed and the tradition and transition game um, didn't really get going against the Coyotes today. So I, I, I got to give them check marks on all, all three of these and then added the fourth in with the power play. So um, good on the Yotes and for the third win already this season, you know how long it took them to get three wins last year, Sean? I do not. It was a lot longer. It was 18 games before they got their third win. <laughs> There's Leah. They took the, the so, street racing break. <laughs> so my Wi-Fi just went out. Um, uh -oh. Are you on your phone? I'm on my phone's data. So we'll see how this does. But apologies. We will we will power through. Um, we just finished the keys, Leah. So we, we checked off the keys to the game. And we're just about to wrap up the show. Great. Thanks. Did you, <laughs> That's did it. you read all Thanks the Thanks everybody ads? for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we, when I left, we were talking about Vimelka. You obviously got to the keys. Um, did we get to the King PD? But I don't want to ruin the flow I I, of whatever's going on. I did not. I just wanted to talk about how how things have t the tide has turned in mullet from the from the six two beatings to the hey we're hanging in these games and we talked about the speed of the mullet ice and we said oh my goodness look at who's coming in the New York Rangers the Florida Panthers very very fast teams and I tell you what I didn't see Florida skate the barn doors off the Coyotes today I just didn't see it I, I mean they were better in front of the net they clearly had more shot attempts and they had some really good chances down the close in the third period but. I, I wouldn't say they, wow, look at that speed. Look at the odd man rushes. Look at the, I didn't see that. I, 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 I thought the Coyotes skated with them. And that's a really good sign that they're able to skate with these faster teams in the league. As this season gets, gets longer and wears on, you're going to want them to be able to keep up on the ice with these teams. Cause this, yeah. this league is just getting faster and faster. And I think, and I think that's just all we want to see because yes, they want, we I, it's hard to say we want this team to be very bad, but it is what we understand to be the goal for this year. But you want them to be bad while also being good. And I know that doesn't really make sense, but you want them to lose out to land Bedard or Fantilli, but you want them to improve from last year. And obviously a bunch of pieces from last year's team are, are gone, but these young players, the Mosiers, the Michellis, even Kraus and Keller, you know, Hayton, he's been kind of quiet, but he had some unbelievable shots on the power play tonight. He, You could tell he wanted one so badly. You want to see those guys take steps forward so that when the, the time is right for this team to get better. 
Yeah, they have been progressing this entire time. I agree, and and we talk about the young guys. I thought Michelli has taken a step forward. Gunther, I tell you what, he, we talked about it, the goal against where he brings the puck back into the zone. That's a mistake he's going to learn from. He's going to get that puck off the glass, or he's going to move forward. Don't bring it back into your zone because then you got to beat the same players you just beat and beat them again. Um, so the, not not an uncommon thing for a, a young player. But Mosier is young, and he's taken a step forward. And you see, and you go, gosh, maybe like maybe this is going in the right direction. So you really want to see these positive steps going forward. And you just hope that somehow the ping pong balls fall in their in their favor and they get Fantilli or Bedard. And then and then you you know what? Next year at this time, 10 games in, you're going, gosh, maybe this team's five and five. Maybe they're six and four. Maybe you're going, gosh, they're scoring at a pace that they haven't scored at in years. And it's exciting and we're moving forward. We're we're doing better than we were a year ago, Leah. We look at last year, there wasn't a regulation win yet at this nope. point. There wasn't a power play goal yet, PD. You pointed out the other day. Yeah, and so you, you're you're doing better, and that's all you can ask for is these little baby steps where you develop and bake and get ready and get through this rebuild. And so, honestly, today's a is a big positive for me that you're skating with these teams that are considered the premier teams in the in the league, and right now two of the best teams in the East, and you're skating with them, and not only skating with them, you just beat the Florida Panthers. I, I think this is. You know, it's way too early. Let's put the optimistic bow on this season. It's a little early, um, but things are going good. And and this is something that the players can build on. And you're coming up to a Dallas team that's playing well and yeah. behind um, former Coyote goalie, Scott Scotty Wedgwood. Wedgwood. Because the Ottinger's out right now. So Which Wedgie's is- taken over the lead um, while they wait for Ottinger to come back from injury. And we will talk about that again more when Craig gets here. So stay tuned See, for that. Throwing um, out those tidbits, Leah. Love it. But something, someone who will be here for the next few years is Lawson Kraus, who is a friend of the show, You know, someone that we see in a leadership position for this team and somebody who had a monster night tonight, obviously got that first power play goal. But not only that, he just seemed to be involved in every play um, and – that is why Lawson Kraus is tonight's DraftKings king of the game. One goal, two shots, three hits, two blocks. Lawson Kraus was everywhere tonight. Yeah, and you know what? He did it physically. He did it around the blue paint again, and I thought, um, you know, well-deserved. But now he's got his his fourth goal of the season. He's tied for the lead in goals with Nick Ritchie. And, and I tell you what, he sat in the chair and talked to us and said he's putting up 30, and, and I don't see any reason that he can't. He's got four after after nine. Um, I think his offense is only coming, and I think um, he's getting better each game. He's being a little more physically involved in each game. On that second power play unit, he's going to get some more scoring opportunities, so I expect for his offensive upside to continue to, to grow. And so great start for Lawson Kraus to this season. Yeah, absolutely. And I know Veggie really made a case for himself there at the end of the game. I know we've already given him some flowers, but we have to acknowledge that he had 41 saves on 42 shots of goal tonight. That is just absolutely unbelievable. So Veggie definitely made a case for himself, but based on the way things have been going with these two goalies, which I'd never thought I'd hear myself saying this, I expect Veggie will easily be king again sometime soon because, I mean, if if veggie and ingram play at the rate they've been playing these last couple of games this could be a a much more palatable season for us as fans to watch this coyotes team 
But that, isn't that what happened at the start of last season, though, Leah? If you look at it, what the struggles were early, it was the goaltending. You know, Carter Hutton started off on the wrong foot, and then he, even Veggie came in and struggled off off the starting gate. This year is much different. I mean, you saw the the they, they got over the six goals through the first five, and now it's like okay, they locked it down. And Ingram, we we gave him a free pass on game one. He just traveled from all those you know from Europe, and he had just traveled from getting picked up on waivers, so we gave him a free pass. And since then, he's looked solid. I I think he gives you the confidence. I tell you what, Veggie just doesn't give up on a puck. He competes and he battles and he doesn't give up uh, on anything. And I think you saw that tonight. That was very apparent. A couple got got by him and hit, hit the post. Doesn't rattle him. He just keep, continues to keep moving forward. If this team gets goaltending like this, one, they're going to stay in a lot of games. And two, we talked about what that does to your confidence. Like we said last year, they were just defeated. They were down three, four, five goals after the first period, and they're out of it. Now the team can go, hey, our goaltending is going to keep saying this. We just got to hang around. We just got to hang around. And I think that really puts a positive spin on things. And we talked about how losing is is contagious. Well, winning and competing is also. And I think that this team is starting to feel that. So this was a huge win. But, you know, it's great when getting the win in Mullet. But I think they're starting to feel it a little bit, getting a little more confidence yeah. in their game. Definitely. And if you've been betting on the Coyotes this week, I hope you've been betting the puck line. Uh, they've been covering the puck line all week long and if you bet the money line tonight you would have won some money like sean did tonight sean who DP. if you've been here all season that punch card voodoo which we'll get to in a little bit sean literally texted us that he bet the coyotes just because of the punch card pattern and you know what he was right and sean won some money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you want to follow the punch card pattern or bet on hockey or basketball or football or the World Series, any of it, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And right now, new customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 if your team wins. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And, you know, while we're in this uplifting mood right now pd i have some very exciting news for this show all right i hope you're ready because i am specifically excited about this for you <laughs> drum roll boy we have a new partner on this show and that's oh geez let's go oh geez oh geez breaking news oh geez has agreed to a new deal with phnx terms of the agreement weren't released at the time of the agreement but sources close to the two sides say we're immensely excited and looking forward to creating more great content between the brands we can't wait we've been dying to have ogs a partner on our show and i know it will greatly benefit all of us here who have to watch this Coyotes team all season there is a long. there is a rumor that they have some anti anxiety they can help with some stress relief and they may be sponsoring some segments on the show they coming forward coming going soon. forward so stay tuned for more stay um, tuned <laughs> literally stay Wait. tuned in if uh, if you're interested in trying out some OGs you can find them at your local dispensary you must be 21 and over to enjoy i would say jmt 22 just said he was hoping for manscape i do have a feeling 
there may be some PD reads in the future to OGs. Just saying. I think so too. Are you gonna put your own spin on them? Like I, I think there will be some some writer's embellishment to the OGs. Oh. <laughs> Let's I think go. It's coming. Let's go. LFG. Um Pat yes. O in the comments said, trade veggie, keep the tank intact. <laughs> I think know. I don't think Veggie is not no offense to Veggie. I don't think he's gonna sustain uh 41 saves on 42 shots all season long. Well, and not only that, and, and hey, get the wins where you can, because if you look at the schedule, we will look at the upcoming schedule soon, I know, but they have 14 road games. And we're talking, <laughs> the, the, this, this is, oh my, 14 road games in a row? I've never, like I never have seen that many games um, for the Arizona Coyotes, 14 road games, and we're talking some tough games. They got Buffalo, the wagon on there. They got the Caps, the Rangers on the road, Vegas on the road, like Minnesota on there. There's some really tough teams. Carolina on the road. This team is going to get their losses. There is absolutely no doubt about it because as this, I know they're going to stop at home a few times on this trip, but this trip is going to be defining for this team. This is going to be so difficult emotionally. This is going to be tough physically because you're playing so many games. This is hard. 14 games on the road consecutively, even if you do come home for a cup of coffee, uh, I think a couple times on this trip, yeah. you're still gone a lot, and that's hard. And yep. once you lose one, then you lose two, and then it snowballs and it's hard. So I'm really worried about this road trip, so that's why I'm so excited about a win at the moment. I am too. I really am too. And I want to go back to another positive, something I forgot to bring up when we were talking about the power play and we were talking about Nick Ritchie. We've already talked about Cross's power play goal. Nick Ritchie obviously getting on the board tonight. Um, he, he's been a little bit quieter these last couple of games versus how he was the first few. Um, but here is a real fun stat that Arizona Coyotes PR put out there tonight. I thought this was an interesting group of people. Coyotes to score four or more power play goals within the first nine team games of a season since 1996. Keith Kachuk, Daniel Briere, and Nick Ritchie. How about that wow. for some company, huh? Wow. <laughs> that is good company. And, and I will say this because I can say it last year with my King Louie prediction. I did happened to say Nick Ritchie might lead this team in scoring. And I tell you what, he beat a goalie clean from the hash marks today. Yeah. And that's hard to do in the National Hockey League. It wasn't screen, no tip. He beat him clean. That was off the pipe and in. It was a hell of a shot. Uh, it's interesting because I, I, I look at the, the penalty killing of Florida there, and, and they just left Nick Ritchie all alone. Like, usually look for that weak side winger to help protect in that slot area when the puck's down low in the corner. And he didn't, he was more concerned with Gostas bear and what was going on on the far weak side, which left Nick Ritchie all alone. And I, I, I think it's going to take teams time to figure out what the hell the Coyotes are doing on their power play. Because traditionally you run it through the top. And I don't know if this team runs it through the top with Mosher. They run it from the side with Gostas bear. And then he picks where they're going from, from the side. It's, I tell you what, it's a hard power play to read. And, and I know with, with two power play goals, I tell you what, <laughs> they're third or better. I have to wait till the newspaper comes out in the morning and, and read the stats. And so forth, but <laughs> Caleb, could be better than third. Caleb said, are, are we going to install chilled floors in the visitors part of the annex to keep the brilliant. going? Brilliant. Love it. Keep the visiting teams cold. See what's wrong with it. I, I will throw in one little tidbit before we bring in our partner, because I used to travel around these leagues and these locker rooms. There was one locker room in particular. We'd go into Detroit and that locker room was 
hot. Like it was a hundred degrees in there and you're like, Oh my God, Scotty Bowman turned up the heat. Like we'd, we'd always blame Scotty, but I'm sure Scotty Bowman didn't really turn up the heat, but we were always blaming them to give them an advantage. It was so hot. It was uncomfortable and you're sweaty. So maybe that's what the Coyotes need to do here is turn the chillers on and make every team get dressed on the ice. Brilliant. Love it. Home, home ice advantage. Perfect. Love it. Well, let's bring in the stairmaster of uh, Mullet Arena himself. It's Craig calling in. Craig. I, I kind of like that title. The stairmaster. Stairmaster. Yeah, I think I might run with that for a while. <laughs> Love it. That actually uh, looked. I don't mind that the stairmaster. The stairmaster, Craig <laughs> Morgan. Uh, well, Craig, the Coyotes got their first victory at Mullet Arena. What was the reaction of Coach Turney and the players you spoke to? Well, he was kind of funny. He was like, well, your, your goalie stops 41 pucks. <laughs> you shut down a really good power play and you get two power play goals. That's a good recipe. Maybe we can repeat it a few times. Corral Vimelko was unbelievable tonight. And that's that's where it all starts, right? Because yeah. without that, you don't have a chance in this game. But you're, you're not going to get outshot that many by that many and get a lot of wins unless you get elite goaltending. But man, this power play, I know I, I heard you talking about it, Petey, but good Lord. Good Lord, what are we looking at here? When you when you think of elite power plays, of course, you think of the Colorado Avalanche, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Arizona Coyotes. Arizona Coyotes. Exactly. But for sure you did. As we yeah. all predicted before yep. the season. Sure, sure. Predicted. Did anybody put money on that? Yeah, did you put yeah. money on that at DK? Should have. Yeah, we missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. No. You uh, who else, else did you who else did you get a chance to talk to, Craig? We got Nick Ritchie and we got Veg. Fetch was just happy tonight. You know, he's he's still mastering the language, but he's 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 much better actually this season. He, just happy. I mean, you, you see guys diving in front of pucks in front of him. You always want to see that, of course. It, Travis uh, Boyd, by the yeah, way. Travis yeah, what a Boyd. play he made in the right. third period. Yep. Blocking the shot and then making a stick check um to get that puck down. That was phenomenal. That the way they defended that net front when the empty net was on and it was all all hands on deck, it was unbelievable around that blue paint. Um you know, Kachuk just misses one, but everybody was in on board on this one. I know Vimelka made some great saves, but I, I tell you what, it's a real team effort down that end of the third period. Yeah, and when you look at these three games, look, I know they're getting outshot. We're, we're going to expect that, right, with this team this season, but they've been competitive in all three games, guys. You know, yeah. this this was basically a one-goal game, so all these games are one-goal games. It's, I mean, that's, that's the recipe, right? That's what you want to see from the Coyotes. Get a win every once in a while. Play tight games. Play competitive. Keep that culture going and get in position to draft Connor Bedard. Did I say that? Yeah. Shouldn't say that after their first win at Mullet, but let's let's be honest. We already brought it up, Craig. Don't worry. Yeah, this is what you want to see. <laughs> this is exactly what you want to see. Competitive hockey. Um, I And I'll, I'll say this as well, and I had mentioned to you guys earlier, I was a little concerned about what the crowd might look like. And about 25 minutes before the game, I was really concerned about what the crowd You were having like. me concerned with your texts about it. It was pretty empty at that point. But then it filled in. It really filled in. And I was like, okay, this is a good crowd again. And Here and we I, go. Tuesday night against Florida. That's fine. I, I want to note from watching on TV about the crowd is, you know, obviously the other night, like there's a ton of Rangers fans in Arizona. But there's not a ton of Florida Panthers fans in Arizona. This was a loud building on TV and you heard the let's go coyotes chance. You heard the howling. You could hear that on TV. The energy really translates. And I really felt like it was more like that Friday night crowd of, you know, go coyotes energy. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the comments, by the way, of Matthew, Matthew Kachuk after the morning skate, Mm -mm. he's like, it's already a hundred times better than Glendale. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, okay, so that, that was an interesting take. Uh, the, you know, visiting players' reaction to this place has been interesting so far because, you know, with all the prep that we did, and, and you know, we're, we're probably as guilty as any, anyone because we actually got the video out of the visiting dressing rooms, not with any intent like that, of course, but you saw all the media reaction, and now the players come in, they're like, yeah, it's fine, and the ice is unbelievable. <laughs> Everybody loves the ice in this place. Yeah, and just wait till the locker rooms open up. Wait till the annex open up. Yeah, and, and one they more get game. First class NHL facilities right next door. I mean, I, I agree with Leah. Watching it on TV for this is the first time. He, it almost had a, a, almost a little bit of a playoff vibe or a rivalry vibe because you could hear the excitement in the crowd, mm-hmm. and that makes the players play play more intense. You just feel it through the TV, and I think that that's something you didn't see in Glendale, for, you know, other than the playoffs. And so this was that third period was incredibly exciting to watch on TV, and that's what we want from this team. This is exactly what we wanted them to deliver: some really good individual performances, a great game, and the goaltending stand on his head. It was great. It was fun to watch, and now they get to do it all over again in, in forty eight hours. Yep. Um, Before we dive into more with Craig, I just want to read two comments. One is Scott said, more likes needed, 82 watching. If you're watching right now, hit that like button on YouTube. If you're watching on Twitter, come on over to YouTube, hop in our chat. And then Steven said, hello, everyone, especially the cool people on the light rail watching. Hello to the people on the light rail watching. The Just light rail to... watching. Wow. People are really? taking the light rail because the, rail. the arena's in Tempe. Can. Because you can. Because you can. There's actually public transit here. Oh, because it was supposed to go to Glendale can. as well. In fact, the voters approved it. But then the city council said, no, we're not going to do that. We don't really care about you, citizens. So there's no public transit in Glendale. But there Ooh, is here in Tempe. Just wow. say it. Just saying. Uh, sorry, this is not the trash Glendale uh, episode of this podcast. Well, I promise. Maybe, there. maybe just for me then. Okay. <laughs> there are some great. There's some great people in Glendale who there, are. Kind yeah, of there fans. are great people in Glendale. Uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't talking. I wasn't talking about the citizens. Do you know, Craig? This team is one win behind the Toronto Maple Leafs and the oh, Colorado Avalanche. I bet they, pan- I, <laughs> one I bet they passed a bunch of people tonight, right? A bunch oh yeah, PD read off the yeah, list. Yeah, I read the list. What's happening in that all-important Sharks-Ducks game, by the way, guys? Oh yeah, Rio we should check in on that. Oh my goodness, uh, it's five-five with four seconds left. <laughs> what a game! Five, five. That's perfect. Four time. Game. You need it to be a three-point game. That's what I was saying. Let's go, Patrick Brown. Let's in the first period. That's perfect. Let's yep. go. All it's right. Point game. <laughs> well, let's get back on track here. Craig, today on gophnx.com, you published a story about Dylan Gunther, about what he's done so far this season. And that was before tonight when he got another assist um, to equal six points in eight games so far. Or that's wrong. Seven games. No, eight games. Eight yeah. games. He has one more game on that nine game trial. And in your story, you broke down. Um, a little bit, you you dove in a little bit deeper into Dylan Gunther and the case for him to stay and the case for him to go. So, Craig, I'm going to put you on the spot. Where are you, where do you stand now? Ah, oh, God, I don't I don't know. Listen, we've we've talked about how he's played. You know, lesser minutes, shelter minutes. Four of his six points are on the power play. I should point that out. So, y- you want to see what he does five on five, right? I, I think to me that's a that's a big lit, litmus test for him. I remember in uh, in the last game, he took a big hit, and I and I almost I looked at it. I was like I was cringing a little bit because it just looked like he got crushed. He came back from it. I worry about the physical side of it again. All the things that I've we've said before, we've talked about this guy so much. Is it good for him to be in this environment? Does it make any sense to burn the first year of his ELC for this season? What what's the gain here? 
And and I know we've talked a little bit about the Oil Kings being a really bad team. I made a couple calls up there actually today, and I was basically told Dylan Gunther's not going to play a single game for the Oil Kings if he goes back to the WHL. They will trade him immediately. They are looking to rebuild. They want a high draft pick. They'll trade him to a contender. That's that's the way they're looking at it. So if you're worried about him playing for the Oil Kings, not going to happen. I don't even know if he'll play a game. He'll get to a contender. He'll have all the opportunities that he would normally have going back to junior to compete for a league championship, maybe to compete for a Memorial Cup. So it's a balancing act here. And I, you saw Bill Armstrong's comments, too. It's just they're going to they're gonna go to the very last second. They're going to take every possible moment they can to evaluate this situation. I just... I just, I, I guess my gut is still the same that it was at the start of the season. I just don't get burning this season for what the Coyotes are going to do this year. Yeah, it, it's funny because I think that's what it comes down to for me too. And I, I said at the very beginning from training camp, they got to send him back, got to send him back, got to send him back. And now yeah, Schmaltz gets hurt. He's healthy scratch in the yeah. first game. Schmaltz gets hurt. And now everything changes. If if yeah. he's not putting up the points that he's putting up right now, and he's got two points or one point, or he's like Barrett Heaton struggling to get a point right now, then you go, yeah, he's going home. He's got to go home. He's got to go back to the Western League, and he's got to play juniors this year. But right now, for a team that really lacks an offensive you know, prowess, gosh, I'm not sure anymore. And I, I'm the yeah. one that was at the highest mountain screaming, send him back. I, I, I still believe you have to overbake. I'm not sure. And I, I'm, I see where Bill Armstrong sitting there looking at this going, well, maybe we can develop him here. Maybe this isn't a, you know, a bad atmosphere right. to be in and he can learn on the fly and learn on the job and get these points. And you know what? Ultimately this team needs some offense. So maybe right now it's a solid, maybe, but then what happens when Nick Schmaltz come back? Cause he's going to come back and then you go, okay, where does Dylan Gunther fit now? Is he a fourth line yep. player? No, he's not a fourth line player. What's that going to do for his game? So I think if Schmaltz is not hurt, this discussion's not happening and he's already um, on his way back or headed back after the ninth game. But because Schmaltz is gone, you're looking for that offense and he's playing high in the lineup um, and all of those things will change when Schmaltz returns. So Bill Armstrong's got a really tough job ahead of him. Um, gosh, I don't yeah. know. I know the fans would love to see him stay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, PD, one, it, one more thing, Lee. When I think about the guys where, where this has been an issue in the past, right, with a guy like Dylan Strom or or even with Barrett Hayton that one year where they, they elected to keep him probably shouldn't have. I don't remember a guy. And again, he's not playing a lot of minutes. He's playing a lot of power. He's getting his production on the power play by and large. But I don't remember a player being even this productive when they, they were trying to make that decision before PD, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can correct me, but no, you're right. Other- I, I, I don't recall that either, Craig. I, I don't recall the numbers being put up that he's putting up right now. I, I just yeah. don't. And, and I think that that's what's making this so difficult is because he is adding to the offense and particularly he's helping out a power play. That's it's, we've already said it. It's toward the top of the national hockey league. And Gunther has been a part of that. Yep. Um, it would be hard to see him go back for the fan base. I, I still think right now you're trading off what happens now for what happens three years from now. And, yeah. and we're all sitting here in agreement that three years from now, this team is going to be a team that's trying to make the playoffs. They're not trying to make the playoffs this year. So how important is it going to be if you burn his year now versus having him on that roster in three years without having to do a bridge deal and, and yeah. try to figure out and renegotiate? I, I, I don't know. And, and that's the way I'm looking at it. The future but the kid's done everything he's supposed to do. And, I, you know, to Dylan Gunther, great job. 
because the make it make this decision as difficult as you possibly can on management yeah. and the coaching staff. Make it hard. And yeah. the best way to do that is score points. And that, and that's good for him. And it's only going to serve to build his confidence. And if they do opt to send him down, maybe we're seeing him uh, in a full time roster spot as soon as next season. You know, just because he goes down this season doesn't mean we we're not going to see him in the Kachina sweater you know, maybe sooner rather than later if the team decides to start making a competitive push next year. And I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs next year by any means, but just start to get into that winning mentality versus the the tanking mentality that we've experienced these last um, couple seasons. But it, it is a really tough one. That's why Bill Armstrong gets paid the big bucks to figure it out because it's it's a really tough one but I've seen a lot of comments about um Carcone in Tucson who's been lighting it up so mm-hmm. you know you talked about that power play I don't know if he would slide in there but if you need offense he's been doing it in Tucson doesn't necessarily mean it translates to the NHL but you know it's not for a lack of next men up if you will yeah and I, I do think there are a couple of options in Tucson that they could go they could go that route as a, a temporary stopgap until Nick Schmaltz comes back so that is an option I the other thing that we, you, you talk to Dylan Gunther, he's such an introspective kid. He really thinks about this. I'm sure you saw some of the comments in the story where he's like, I used to evaluate my game by how many chances I got and what I was doing offensively. But you get here and you realize you need to take a look at a lot of other things. Am I good along the walls? Uh, are we defending way too much when I'm on the ice? All these things that you want to hear as a coach that he's thinking about, he is thinking about and working at. And and Andre Turney will be the first guy to say it, too. He's such a responsible player. He really is working at those areas. He's not a guy who, you know, if he doesn't have the puck or if the, if the puck isn't going one way, he just kind of checks out a little bit. He's focused all the time and he's got an urgency. So that factors into it as well. The kid really is doing all the things that you want him to do at this stage of his career. And um, this is going to be the hottest topic on Thursday postgame. It really no is. And, what, and no one no. of the things, though, is if if he does go back, and first of all, if he does, I want the fan base to go, okay, it's okay. That It's okay. They thought long and hard on all the positives and negatives, and this is what the organization thought was best for both the player and the team. And I hope, and I, I think we know this organization well enough, the coaching staff well enough, that you, you need to sit Dylan Gunther down at a table and sit there and talk to him and make sure mm-hmm. he understands exactly what's going on and exactly what you thought of him as a player and think how he's doing and make sure there's a real open line of communication because otherwise you could see a player get frustrated and go down in juniors and and, and take a step backwards. And, and you don't want to see that happen. I, it's a hard decision, Craig. I, I, right now, Craig, I'm leaning towards, I bet we see him on the road trip. Uh, I think he's really? Kachina Black heading out okay. on the road in a week. Interesting. I do think the information about him getting traded in the WHL does change my perspective on it a little bit. But Honestly, I won't be surprised either way. At this point, I am not surprised either way. We've really laid out the pros and cons, and people in the chat seem to be pretty split. It seems like the fan base is pretty split, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the coaching staff and Bill Armstrong, and they're going to do what they think is best, and you know that's that's their jobs to figure it out. So we'll obviously dive more into that when it happens. If you want to read Craig's story, though, which I highly recommend doing because he talks to a ton of people in it, um, check that out at gophnx.com. Sign up to become a member to have access to that. You can also grab a shirt from the PHNX locker when you sign up for an 
annual membership. Members also get benefits of joining the Discord as well as getting first access to our events. And we have an event coming up this Friday. Um, for those here who are Suns fans as well, we're doing a PHNX Suns takeover this Friday, November 4th at the Ainsworth across from the Footprint footprint center you get a ticket to the game against the trailblazers two free beers and all you can eat buffet there's going to be giveaways and much more there are fewer than 20 tickets left so act quick you can check the link in our description to grab yours today that is an unbelievable deal <laughs> for all of that <laughs> dang to a team off to a fast start too so yeah yeah, Good they're uh, they're they're in win now mode. So if you want to see a team in win now mode, check that event out for sure. Um, and if you after you go to that game for seventy five dollars and all of that, which those tickets came from Game Time, by the way, check out Game Time. I tweeted it out yesterday. There were thirty four dollar tickets for this game today. I think when I last checked, there were. 60 something dollar tickets for Thursday's game. The Coyotes are going on a 14 game road trip. They're not going to be here for a very long time. If you want to see them before they go, if you want to see Mullet Arena, um, Thursday's your last chance. I'm pulling it up right now. $83 on Thursday. So really not bad. Under $100. Um, there's nothing else right now under $100 for Coyotes. So check that out on Thursday on the Game Time app. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy last minute and if you use the link in our description it helps us out immensely and helps you out obviously um, by getting you a great deal on tickets well speaking of thursday wedgie <laughs> is returning it's the return of the wedge <laughs> Excited i was waiting to... for somebody I, I was waiting for you to sing it no let's sing what is no. there a song that we know return of the mac <laughs> Return of the Mac. So I thought Leah was going to bust no. into that, but not happening apparently. Yeah. So, but we'll have him on our podcast as well. Wedgie is coming go. on the podcast. There it is. Yep. He will be on our show. Uh, it's an audio episode that will be dropping later tomorrow. So uh, definitely be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and uh, keep for alerts on that one. Scott Wedgwood will be joining us and we'll catch up with him, see how he's doing. Dallas obviously is having a great start to their year. So really looking forward to catching up with Scott Wedgwood. Yeah, he had a good game tonight too. He played very well and with Ottinger out, it, it sounds like he's going to get the start here as well. So it could be Wedgie versus Veggie. Wedgie versus Veggie. Wow. Wait, what do you think they're going to do, Craig? Should we start guessing Coyotes goaltending starters? Because you know it's how it's got to be Veggie after a win, right? It's got to be Veggie after a win. It's but we said that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they went Veggie, Ingram, Veggie, and now Veggie wins. He goes back. Yeah, I'm thinking Veggie's in goal. You're thinking Veggie? Come on. Yeah. We need we need a Veggie Wedgie matchup. We do yeah, need I a agree. Veggie Wedgie matchup. Veggie Wedgie matchup. I, like I, I would feel cheated. Andre would cheat us if he didn't make that happen. So, yep. Fair um. Enough. Craig, a couple other questions for you. One, Zach Cassian was an, announced to be out right before the game. He's day-to-day -day with a lower body injury. Do you have any clarity on that? Do you know when it happened or just have any further information? No, because he wasn't out there, so I, I, I don't know. And, it, and when we talked to Andre earlier, um, he said no lineup changes, so something must have happened in those hours. Well, all we know right now is lower body injury, but we'll be at practice tomorrow. And you know who'll be with pra at practice with me tomorrow, Leah? That guy. Petey? Yeah, there's, that a, there's guy a rumor. Right there. There's a yeah. rumor I'm going to the Coyotes practice tomorrow. 
Petey, are you gonna film oh, the sixty-second practice outing? Yeah, I, I, he's I gonna do it we'll from see. from a, a really tight shot too, right? Right up against Perfect. the camera. Perfect. He, yeah. he always mocks me, right? I do. Perfect. It's, I know. Something like this, Petey. Hey, how about this? I know it's easy to make fun of you until I do it myself, Craig. I get it. Yes, I'm going to the ice den with Craig tomorrow. We've got some everybody's excited plans. How about some stuff planned? Can I just we'll just leave it at that? Yeah, yeah, we're not going to tell people what we're working on because I don't even know. I feel really in the dark right now. Yeah, well, it's it's a secret, it's a state secret. (laughs) Wow. Um, well, Craig, also, there's been a few questions from a couple different people. Any update on Jacob Chikrin? Who just no, he's. I mean, he had a setback with the wrist. We've already said that. Um, I don't think he's he, he's he's not coming back very soon. But I will tell you this: that I heard definitively, he's got to play. We've been saying this all along. But if a deal is going to go through, he's got to play first. No deal is going to happen. So all the talk about oh things are heating up again. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Until Jacob Chickering gets on the ice, there's not going to be any kind of trade, and you're going to have to see him. For a few games, you're going to need a body of work before you can assess what he can bring. It may even take him a little time to round into shape because he hasn't played in so long. So I don't know how long this is going to take. It may be, Maybe to the new year, to be honest, before anything starts happening. Maybe we'll go to the trade deadline. I don't know how it's shaping up, but yep. nothing is heating up on Jacob Chikrin right now. Uh, Ducks just won in the shootout. So there that's it is. Good. That's a point, great, great bonus because oh, they were at the bottom with the coyotes so Keep two wins yeah you talk about jacob chicken and i'll just leave this in a second but we talked about the coyotes power play a lot tonight and how well they're playing and how they're top of the leagues where does jacob chicken fit in there you know they've got two defensemen on the power play which they haven't done in years they have one traditionally with both four forwards but they've got two now and neither one of them is jacob chicken yep hmm. and yet and yet if you want to trade Jacob Chikrin, you have to showcase Jacob Chikrin. Wow. He needs to be in important minutes. So that's an interesting question. Yes. All right. Well, there's your updates on those players. Craig, do you want to stick around or do you want to go? I'm giving you the uh, opt-in, opt-out option. The option? Oh, I'm out. I'm bailing. I'm bailing. <laughs> He's going to take his nice, quick drive home. No longer an hour. Yeah, I'm already sore that I missed Taco Tuesday. So, oh man. All right. Well, Craig, any other thoughts from you before you head out? No, for just looking forward to home? practice tomorrow with Petey. Yeah, please text me on what time and where. I <laughs> oh, mean, I know buddy. where. I know where because I used to actually work there, but but tell me when and all that. Yeah. Just text Petey, me in the morning. Petey and I are teaming up on a story. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be a good one. I'm looking <sighs> kind of nervous it about gonna it. It is going to be a good one. A little Petey, bit nervous about it. Petey, you're asking all the questions, okay? I'm just gonna stand there. I'm gonna be a passenger. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about it. I gotta do some more research tonight now. All right, guys. All right. Bye, Craig. Craig. (laughs) Travel safe. You getting on the light rail now, Craig? No light rail for me. Gonna take the scooter home. Yeah, Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Not a sponsor. Um I just saw blatantly asked and I said reverse retros on Thursday. Completely forgot about that. Um, that would be really cool to see the desert sienna either in person or on TV. But tonight, of course, was Hockey Fights Cancer Night, and we do want to talk about that because we've unfortunately lost a few people, more than a few people close to the hockey community. I'm sure everybody here, you and I, PD, everyone in the chat, knows somebody who has 
either passed away from cancer or know somebody who knows someone or know someone who's battling cancer. It's, I mean, it's just so sad and that it affects people young and old. We've lost Leighton Accardo. We've lost Matt Schott. Matt Schott, of course, we actually had on this very game last year, the Hockey Bites Cancer game. Matt Schott was actually a guest on our post-game show a year ago. Um, so it's really heartbreaking to be sitting here today talking about losing him. Um, if you want to go watch that, we put it on our Twitter timeline earlier today, brought that back up, and we also did an entire tribute show to Matt Schott when he passed away as well. Um, so definitely check that out because you know the people who knew him best did a really wonderful job honoring him but something that really you know made me emotional tonight was seeing that they're going to hang his uh, number and his name in every hockey rink in Arizona because that's the impact that Matt Shot had on the Arizona hockey community and I just think I mean it's it's so beautiful and wonderful and if you ever met him you just knew how much that meant to him yeah and, and we talk about boots on the ground with the development of hockey and he you know in cold rinks late at night and early in the morning um just a thankless job that he did and he really did it for the love of the game he really did and um he is sorely missed in this organization he's sorely missed in this state and and anybody that uh, has been in a hockey rink um, is lesser because he's not in them um, it's yeah. really sad, and and uh, it's important what the Coyotes do with with the uh, hockey fights cancer. It really is because, as you said, Leah, everybody that we know was affected by it. So, our thoughts go out to everybody that's fighting and struggling right now. Yep, and also just you know, go get checked. Go to your go to the doctor. You know, try if you can just pay attention to your body. You know, the, there we can't stop cancer from happening, but we can help prevent it from you know, maybe getting worse or catch it before it gets bad. And, you know, I just want to encourage everybody to do that as well. And just to, you know, we, we send all of our love and support to those battling and send all of our love and support to those who have lost um, people to cancer. It's just ruthless and ridiculous. And the the tribute to Matt Shot tonight was very, very well done and very beautiful. And, you know, I think every time I walk into any Arizona hockey rink, I think of him and I think of Leighton Accardo. So thoughts are with them and their families as well. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else to say on that one. PD, do you want to add no, anything? Just, that was beautiful. Yeah. It. And if there's any names, by the way, if you're watching live and you want to comment the names of anyone that you're remembering or thinking of, um, please add them to the comments so we can acknowledge them as well. We will look at the upcoming schedule now. We got a couple more games this week. This is There have been a lot of games <laughs> this week. It feels like every other night. Dallas coming up on Thursday, like we mentioned. Scott Wedgwood on the show tomorrow on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. And then back on the road. If, if uh, Craig wants me to sing, on the road again. It's tough because they get up after the game Thursday night, then they get up Friday and they got to get on a plane. And that's a long flight. That's to a long flight. It's not, you know, like it's not the Midwest. It's the East Coast. And the other thing that happens when they're there is the time zones change. Yeah. And so. Oh, I forgot about daylight savings. Yeah. It's usually like when you're traveling that far and you're looking at a three hour time zone difference, it's incredibly difficult to adjust. And I know making excuses for professional athletes but I remember that there was a thought that you go out two days early so you can acclimate because when you get up Saturday morning and you need to be on the ice at 11, that's you know going to be 8 o'clock soon. It's going to be 8 o'clock in the morning Phoenix time. That means you're up at 5. These guys don't get up at 5 in the morning. 
So it's going to be that 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 first game out on the East Coast is incredibly difficult. So that's Saturday game, and then you're going up against Ovechkin. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. That's going to yeah. be tough, and then it get, it doesn't get better because they go to Sean's hometown and the the team that is now the wagon. wagon. And Tage Thompson is simply in fuego with six points the other night, and they got to head into Buffalo. This is a tough trip. This is a really, really, really hard trip. And they're going to play the first five, and then they're going to fly home for a couple days before they head out to Vegas for the second stretch of this trip. But this is tough. This is tough. So enjoy this last game at, at the mullet because, gosh, we won't see them at home for a month. Oh, That's boy. unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Uh, well, lucky for us, we have four peaks to watch games um, and enjoy some beers. We have a ton of awesome events at Four Peaks all the time, but we're really excited to be teaming up with them to host all of the U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. You can enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check the link in our show notes to register for free. You must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. By the way, I love when people are tweet about drinking Four Peaks and tag us. It brings me a lot of joy. Someone saw a pumpkin porter at Walmart. Like When we say wherever you buy your beer, literally wherever you, buy, you your buy your beer. beer wherever you buy your beer so check that out and you know these have been some exciting games but if you want to make them even more exciting if you want to be invested in football if you want to be invested in the world series if you're not i would highly recommend checking out underdog fantasy you can play the pick'em game and pick players higher or lowers you can just string a bunch together it's actually super super fun to do you can also do daily fantasy on there i've had a lot of fun doing that um, this year and right now if you use the promo code PHNX when you sign up, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So take up that offer today. You can search in the App Store or click on the link in our show notes to download Underdog. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. Um, the Watts, I just want to read these comments. Um, the Watts said, lost my uncle Jim to cancer. I'm so sorry for your loss. And Charles said, lost my grandfather, Randy, to cancer in 2008. I'm so sorry for both of your losses. Thank you so much for sharing. And we're thinking of them tonight as well. Um, I do want to get to this. This is kind of the moment we've all been waiting for. It's the punch card. <laughs> it's the punch card voodoo, voodoo magic. magic. Look at that. Like, are you kidding? Two, one, two, one, two, one. Let's go. And I tell you what, when Sean DePaz was looking at his DraftKings Sportsbook app today, he looked at the punch card first and said, voodoo magic. And, and he was in. Is. That was there it. There it is. Look, Look how creative he is with the punches, too. I know. Yeah. So haphazard. I love That's it. Really, but really like in work. the best way. In, in the, the best, best way. way. Yeah, so this is, I tell you what, we well, last year we were always trying to connect four. With, <laughs> I know, uh, this is losses. more fun. How about those three wins? There is no way coming into this season, absolutely zero, that I would have said they would get three nope. wins in their first nine games. There's no nope. chance. Nope. <sighs> wow. But how about that? So good on them. It's been, it's been a really good start. I know that you look <laughs> at those first four where they gave up six and maybe not, but... Um, I tell you what, water under the bridge. This is a competitive team now, and if they can, if they can keep that power play rolling and, and keep Washington off the power play, because that's another team that that's just an absolute wagon on the power play. So you never know. Never say never. They play well in that building. It's another building that they play well in, and and I don't know if that means a win, but it gets them to uh, get 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 that game to overtime or keep it tight. Yeah, never know. Well, 
we'll see what happens going forward. But for tonight, it was fun. It was fun to get a win at Mullet. Uh, the first Coyotes win at Mullet Arena. Good to see you know, some strong performances from Corel Vamelka, from Lawson Krauss, from Nick Ritchie, um, and see maybe what's going to happen with Dylan Gunther. We might look back on this as, you know, just his his great nine games or the beginning of an amazing career. So lots and lots of exciting stuff ahead. We really appreciate everybody for joining us here, whether you're watching live, watching later, listening later. Please like subscribe, leave reviews, do all of it. Super helpful for us. Um, And also wherever you get your podcast, subscribe because we have audio only episodes like the one with Scotch, Scott, not Scotch, Scott Wedgwood dropping tomorrow. So stay tuned for that one as well. Please follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms because there's tons of great content there as well as PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. And you can follow each of us on Twitter at Leah Merrill at S. Peters Hockey. You can follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan and you can follow Sean at Sean underscore DePaz. Thank you all again for tuning in to our post-game show. Audio with Scott Wedgwood tomorrow. Back again post-game on Thursday for Reverse Retro Night, the last of four games at Mullet for a month and a half pretty much. So uh, tune in then. But until then, everybody, enjoy the rest of your night and we'll see you later this week.